Welcome to Darling Cyber Cafe, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados. In an age where data is currency and every click could be a threat, knowledge is your greatest defense. I'm your host, Darling Gresson Jr., and this is the podcast where we illuminate the dark corners of our digital world. Join us as we navigate the ever-changing currents of cybersecurity, news, IT security, and the latest in the digital business landscape. Whether you're a seasoned IT professional, a business executive, or just curious about the forces shaping our digital future, Darnley Cyber Cafe is your digital coffee house guiding you through the noise. I'm here to break down the headlines, decode the jargon, and deliver actionable insights to protect your data, your business, and your peace of mind. So, fasten your digital seatbelts and prepare to embark on a journey through the ever-shifting world of cyber threats, news, and IT security. Darnley Cyber Cafe, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados starts now. Episode 66, Moving Away from the Cloud. In this episode, I'll be talking about what is the issue with cloud computing today? Why are companies moving away from the cloud? And should you move out of the cloud? This is a very interesting conversation that I would love to have with all of you because this brings up a really, really good topic. What is the issue with cloud computing? Now, I will begin with talking about the humble beginnings of cloud computing. Yes, I'm old enough to remember these days too. (laughs) But if you think think that this is meant to be a jab at my age, you are wrong because it is simply a reflection for all of you to realize how fast and how quick our digital frontier takes in this 21st century. The modern cloud computing beginnings, as we understand it today, took shape in the early 2000s. Back in 2006, Amazon launched Amazon Web Services, abbreviated as AWS, which offered a suite of cloud-based services, including computing power, storage, and databases. On a pay-as-you-go basis, these humble beginnings revolutionized the global cloud computing era. Now, I will also note that there were very many regional regional data centers that were handling various cloud computing operations. However, in the time of other major technology companies such as Google and Microsoft, they also jumped on the bandwagon and solely eliminated these regional data centers. So what I mean is that, again, depending on which country you're listening to this from, there are probably some at some point in the early 2000s businesses, entrepreneurs who created these data centers that offered cloud computing solutions. This paradigm of delivering computing resources over the internet was referred to cloud computing. This evolved rapidly with immense speed. With advancements in virtualization, containerization, automation, and other technologies which drove IT infrastructure into new heights and various services were provisioned, managed, and consume. I say I remember these days from my beginnings in working with jumping around jobs in the financial, university, medical, and national security sectors. 
this was a time where cloud computing was being embraced and deployed in mass. I still think about how naive we were or just didn't understand the bigger picture. Heck, I was still green at my time. My humble beginnings. <laughs> For those born after the high speed bandwidth days, no, or should I say after the dial-up days, you'll never understand this feeling. Now, I want to say for the record, I'm not stating cloud computing was, is a problem. I fully believed it would change the world for the better, and it did. My concern was always about the security and privacy that we were all aware of today, hopefully. Now, I'll make a quick personal note as well. I did deal with a lot of organizations in my country that started the cloud computing virtualization processes, which were super cool. And I thought that the days of having a computer were almost over. Now, I need to understand or we all need to understand of how volatile our markets are and how quickly things can change. Now, as much as virtual virtualization was amazing and was great at, when it became to uh, boots on the ground scenarios when we were deploying these things, there were a lot of headaches and computational challenges that existed with these specific devices. It had a good premise. It had a good run. However, it just didn't work um, for the way we were headed. And computers were evolving at that time too. They became faster, more powerful. Uh, people demanded more speed. So the shift really kind of wasn't for virtualization right now. Um, it does work in certain environments and I have deployed virtual PCs in different ways, but really it comes down to the, the general consensus of it and it never really took off, but it had a great premise. Now, cloud computing has many advantages and it has many disadvantages. Let me list some issues that was raised uh, about cloud computing from my experience. Number one, safety concerns. One of the primary concerns with cloud computing is data security. Storing sensitive data on remote servers managed by a third party raises concerns about data breaches, unauthorized access, and data loss. I can go on, which I won't. I can go on of the various stories of these various third-party cloud providers who have dropped the ball, who have lost customer data, who didn't really care. But I want to keep this in mind. I want all of you to keep this in mind. Think about how big these conglomerates are when it comes to their size, the amount of money they have, the amount of lawyers and legal protection that they have. Keep in mind that the little people, the little, little businesses, the smaller people are the ones who are usually footing the bill or are the ones that are having these safety issues. Number two, privacy issues. Users may have concerns about the privacy of their data when stored on cloud servers. They may worry about how their data is accessed, used, and potentially shared by cloud service providers. Compliance with data protection regulations, such as GDPR, which abbreviates to General Data Protection Regulation, can be challenging in a cloud environment. I'll speak more about this and different regulations in the next episode. Number three, downtime and reliability. While cloud service providers strive for high uptime and reliability, outages can still occur due to various reasons such as hardware failures, network issues, or even cyber attacks. Downtime 
can and will disrupt business operations and result in financial losses for users relying heavily on cloud services. Now, I understand this is a bit, uh, kind of goes against all the sales and marketing when it comes to cloud computing. But again, from experience, I have seen where cloud services have been disrupted and causes disruption for businesses. Number four, dependency on internet connection. Now, obviously, cloud computing relies heavily on internet connectivity. Users need a stable and high-speed internet connection to access and utilize cloud services effectively. Now, this is a good example. Uh, Just a few days before this recording, I dealt with a situation with a client of mine who was trying to operate their medical clinic and essentially, um, from the actual internet provider themselves, caused a a speed issue for this particular client and they weren't able to operate they had to send people home so even though you may have all the systems in place by not having a stable internet connection can cause detriments to your working environment especially if you have all of your stuff accessible in the cloud number nine vendor lock-in moving to the cloud often involves selecting a specific cloud service provider and adopting their proprietary technologies and APIs. Now, this is the one I will talk about for a little bit here because people need to understand, businesses need to understand, everyone really needs to understand that these vendors, and I've listed a few already, so such as Amazon, Microsoft, um, and Google, have become the big players here. Now, I know there's a few other ones as well, but I'm talking about these ones just for now. Uh, You know, you got to look at all of the services that these particular companies offer, you know, such as email, uh, storage capacities, etc. Now, these things work really well, and I'm not hitting on them or knocking on them saying they're not, but, but understand that, you know, if you want to use Microsoft Word, for example, you can't get Microsoft Word from anywhere else. You have to use the vendor's products, the vendor's services. So we'll pick on we'll pick on Microsoft here, for example. Their entire ecosystem has been designed so that they can keep you locked in. You can keep moving their services. A lot of organizations do this, and they do this obviously for customer retention. If they can make it difficult for you to shop around or move around, they're going to do that. Now, I'm not saying they're doing this intentionally, but this is sort of that byproduct of having those environments in place, which keeps you going in the same environment. Um, Another example, I would say it'd be like a mobile mobile phone technology between Android and or Samsung and Apple. Right. They all have these different environments. They keep people in there because some people don't like change. They don't like to try new things. So they have those vendor lock in situations in place because it allows them to keeps revenue streams, essentially. Number six, data sovereignty and compliance. Different countries have different regulations regarding data storage and processing. Users may face challenges ensuring compliance with local laws and regulations when their data is stored and processed in the cloud, especially if the cloud provider's data centers are located in multiple jurisdictions. Again, more about this on the next podcast episode. Number seven, cost management. While cloud computing offers scalability and flexibility, it can also lead to unexpected costs if not managed properly. And number eight, limited control and customization. Now, cloud users have limited control over the underlying infrastructure 
and the software stack. This lack of control can be a concern for organizations with a specific security performance or compliance requirements that may not be fully met by standard cloud offerings. There's a lot more uh, controls and customizations that need to be done in order for a particular company to meet the, the specific requirements that their organization desires. Now, however, even with some of these challenges, cloud computing is the right choice for many organizations across the globe. Organizations continue to adopt cloud computing due to its scalability, flexibility, cost effectiveness, effectiveness, and the ability to offload infrastructure management tasks. Now, however, this is essential for organizations to carefully evaluate the risks and benefits of cloud computing and implement appropriate security and risk management measures to mitigate potential issues, regardless of how big or small they are. So this all sounds like great news, but why are businesses leaving the cloud today? Well, more companies are leaving the cloud. This is true. However, the traditional belief is that companies are moving away from the local data centers and adopting the on-premise infrastructure. This is true. Uh, IaaS, infrastructure as a service, has become the buzzword for many years. Uh, this also includes various as-a-service acronyms that relate to cloud computing. So why the exodus from cloud-based infrastructure? Why are why the move back to the good old-fashioned on-premise infrastructure? Now, we can always speculate and talk, but let's look at the numbers. Number one, rising costs. Now, when I say this, you may automatically think I'm talking about on-premise here, but I'm actually speaking about the cloud. Many organizations that have started use the cloud as a smart option to reduce overhead and reduce overall expenses. Unfortunately, the cost savings in the cloud are not guaranteed in many cases. Uh, one example I have is uh, from a company called Basecamp. They actually left the cloud after many years of use because they started to have a, a um, predictable demand pattern and the cost of the cloud was actually more than if they brought all the infrastructure in-house. So they literally saved uh, an exorbitant amount of money by moving out of the cloud. Now, I know that sounds a bit weird, but it's true. Uh, the next one is security issues. Over 45% of these data breaches were actually cloud-based. Duh, not a surprise here. Consider the following. A group of centralized servers that have hundreds if not thousands of companies running operations inside of them. What target do you think cyber criminals are going to go after first? As the saying goes, less effort, high reward? Sounds good to them. Even with proper cybersecurity fortification for cloud business, this base price of cloud spending will increase significantly. This may convince organizations to move the responsibility in-house instead of taking higher cost cybersecurity solutions from the vendor. Now, this particularly talks about the fact that businesses that are on the cloud need to add on as a different layer more cybersecurity solutions to protect them. And this will actually bring up the cost of all of these, the benefits of the cloud solution. Uh, another thing here is ensuring regulatory compliance. Cloud compliance has been an entirely 
different world for businesses that migrated from physical infrastructure. They were suddenly failing or at risk of failing to meet various standards, which could cost them fines and put them in the crosshairs of legal trouble. Now, this damage could potentially end a business. In addition, many of these organizations assume compliance best practices are the responsibility of the cloud provider. Server location is also a situation here too. Again, I'll talk about this more in detail in the next podcast. So what are the benefits of moving back to on-premise? Well, I'll give a few ideas. One would be no no contracts or vendor lock-ins, as I mentioned earlier. Now, the freedom of not being tied with vendors or contracts, you know, could make any CEO or CFO salivate here. Vendor lock-ins, in my experience, have caused some organizations terrible headaches. And I mentioned that a bit earlier here too, but just understand that these lock-ins can cause significant trouble for various organizations. Next one be rapid deployment. Moving back to on-premise from the cloud can give companies what they've been missing when it comes to workload deployments, such are, which are speed, ease, and security. A range of hardware options, the latest hardware to choose from, greater control in the needs and wants of an organization. I know you could be you know, a child in a candy store here, especially when it comes to a lot of um, uh, CTOs, CIOs, CISOs, etc., is <laughs> the greater control of all the, all the different uh, flavors of products that they can purchase and be able to use. So there's a lot to still choose from and you're not confined to whatever the cloud provider gives you. Now, understand it's not always sunshine and rainbows for on-premise. People think I'm talking about, you know, on-premise is now the new fat. It's not. But I'll say that management and talent are the real kickers when it comes to an on-prem solution. It's not impossible. I've deployed various organizations in my time running my IT and security management company. However, from my experience finding talent, finding management, and monitoring solutions are the key actors here. For example, finding the right person or persons to manage the the data center is one thing. But keep in mind that there has been a significant talent shortage, which could harm your company. Actually managing the servers and everything that goes with it and actively monitoring is another thing in itself. All of this takes time, energy, and especially money. I will mention too is in terms of the talent is it's really a mixed bag out there. I can't say good or bad things about it, but understanding that making sure that you have the right person for the right job is very key here. I would always say dealing with the right people will give you the right results. Dealing with the wrong people will give you the wrong results, right? So now which begs the next question, should you move out of the cloud? Now, I know this is a loaded question, and the answer I'll have to give all of you is that it depends on your particular situation. I can say that the hype of cloud computing in the early 2000s has gone the ways of like the steam engine. It was great. It was good memories, good times, but we've moved on. Yes, cloud computing completely revolutionized computers, the internet, communications, and humans ourselves, etc. Without cloud computing, you would not have all these fancy gadgets that you're enjoying right now. On the same breath, 
I can say that this is the reason cyber attacks have increased along with our dependency of the internet. Let's face the truth here. We need the internet to be able to function our society today. And don't tell me we don't. I understand a lot of you out there thinking that, you know, we don't need anything. We don't need the internet or we're going to completely live off grid. Wrong. Unfortunately, we have become so dependent on the internet. The internet has become a resource that we must have. It's just like with energy and water, etc. We need this to function. We need this to work. We need this to pay our taxes. We need this to communicate. Internet has become an essential part in our lives that, like it or not, has become the de facto product that we must have in all our homes today. Recent industry discussions reveal that cloud is not always the answer and that the use of on-premise computing is starting to find its way into more and more use cases. Most businesses, large and small, are using one or more cloud services. These services offer feature-rich, relatively inexpensive productivity applications, allowing their customers to focus on their core business objectives. The exceptional growth in the volume of cloud storage required by businesses has created challenges for hyperscalers, And as a result, running costs have increased. And seeing these rising costs actually have just been passed down to the customers. So it's not as affordable anymore. The cold hard reality here is that the cloud is not always cheaper. The payment of usage is not always black and white. But it actually requires active management to reduce the cost. On the same note, Redundancy is not always the best case here either when it comes to cloud-based solutions. If your cloud configuration doesn't address redundancy, you can still have outages. Even without the need for a tech team, you will still need investments in automation to the cloud SaaS provider. This is why I see the same amount of effort going into cloud as as on-premise. The gap is clearly closing on this one, especially in 2024, where cyber attacks are exponentially increasing, your cloud provider is not on the hook or responsible to properly protect your cloud infrastructure. So again, you are still on the hook when this does happen to you, regardless if it's on your, in your location or in someone else's location. I would say finding an organization or consultant that is well-versed in these challenges that I've listed above, and also the ones I have not listed, will help, will help you decide which direction your company should be headed to in 2024. Always understanding that regardless of where your data sits, it is your responsibility and you will need to take the time, energy, and money to make certain that your data is indeed secured and would no longer rely on that feeling that it's not your responsibility. Because trust me, I've spoken to enough people in the last 10 years and one biggest misconception is that anything in the cloud that is not owned by you is not your responsibility. Remember, when that day comes, your cloud server gets breached and all your customer data gets stolen, your customers will think of you with malice, not your cloud provider. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dharmi Cyber Cafe. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for our weekly episode releases. Because in the world of cybersecurity, knowledge is power.